When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, let's see if I can remember how to drive oh, this I thing. Well. Russell, that was my funny like intro line, and now oh, you've just talked all over the top of it. Do it again. This do it is again. all going to be fine. Do it again. Do it again. Sorry, <laughs> I won't speak. I won't speak. Okay. Right. Well, let's see if I can remember how to drive this thing. Pod save the king. Hello, and welcome back to Pod Save the King. I am your host, Anne Griffith. It's been a long time since I was here. This podcast had a totally different name, but I've still got Russell Myers with me. Oh, unfortunately for you, I'm so sorry. Although you've got a Fancy Pants new title as well. Not Prince of Wales no. or The King. No, no. Fancy Pants new title nonetheless, and it's lovely to see you and again. And you too. This is us reunited. I know. And it's actually, it's not just that I was out on maternity leave for, you know, a year and then was took my time retaking the reins of the podcast while I got used to my normal job again but we had two years of pandemic as well it's three, more than three years since you and I sat in not even this room but in this office is it really in our podcast oh studio. oh my gosh I mean loads of stuff has happened well, a global pandemic a uh, couple of office shifts Some moved prime ministers. house prime ministers yeah uh queens to- kings the rest of it duchesses well, as Fallout I, scandal. I know. I was going to say. I was going to say. Zoe and I chat. We had a little, a little handover chat, and um, thank you to everybody for the kind comments on Instagram as we uh, did our little crown handover. Thanks to Dan, lovely producer Dan Jackson for the crown, um, and yeah, huge thanks to Zoe for doing such a fab job looking after Russell yeah. and you, our lovely listeners. Which is a full time job in itself, but you know. I mean, fair play to Zoe because she kept the wheels on track, and I know I probably wasn't the uh, the easiest driving companion. So thank you very much. Zoe. Well, I look forward to good behaviour <laughs> this year, Russell. Otherwise, we'll, uh, we'll, there will be trouble. <laughs> but um, there's lots to talk about as ever. Yes, and we're going to get to do some of our favourite things, including play with the space time continuum. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, well, we kept that. We kept the bastion of the space time continuum going while you were off, but uh, it's still it. going strong. So we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon. Yep, and we're able to do this because Russell is not in Paris. Yes, where he was meant to be. Yes, I was going to say fortunately, but you know, unfortunately, unfortunately. But hopefully, all being well, he will be flying to Germany tomorrow. Tomorrow, Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning. So, should we pop straight ahead in the space Let's time continuum and straight hear in, how you're in. getting on in Germany? Hello, and welcome to the Berlin edition. Pod Save the King. I am Russell Lawyers. 
Uh, you can probably hear I've put a bit of a dodgy voice, so apologies for that. But I'm here with a photographer extraordinaire, friend of the podcast, Ian Vogler. Good afternoon for a rainy. I know well, we're very fortunate because we were supposed to be at uh, um, another engagement, but uh, we've sort of left it to our colleagues to get drenched in the rain. But we've been um, we've been hosted very well by the chairmans. We've uh, we've been obviously here on the state visit of uh, His Majesty the King and the Queen Consorts. We've been at the Bundestag today. Uh, where else have you been? Were we been together? Yeah, I was at the uh, Bellevue Palace last night, the official residence of the president. Before that, at the airport. So it's been all, it's been really good. I had a long day yesterday. I won't give any sympathy. <laughs> been really good. Well, some glittering, glittering tiaras yesterday that uh, were on on display. Um, what do you think about uh, Camilla's sort of outfit? There's a lot of talk about it before and before uh, before we arrived. What sort of outfits will be worn? Sashes and the like. I can barely keep up to be honest. But uh, I think it, it it shows you that glamour and the the essence of the occasion, I suppose, is. Yeah, it certainly does. It is the foot the king first official state visit overseas, and it's showing you how things are going to be. I guess it's very, very formal, lots of tiara, glittery outfits, and lots of friendship. The president of Germany was just seemed to be so pleased that the king and the queen consort have come to Germany as the first visit. Obviously, we should have gone to France last week, but. Events overtook us. Yeah, and some, yeah. We stuck to the German leg of the trip. Well, I think it was all fate playing its part because uh, a lot been said this week that uh, this was the the la the Queen's the late Queen's last state to visit her last foreign tour in 2015. She came to Germany, and I think probably fate took a part in that in us being here. I, I don't know why we were going to Germany before France. Both France is our nearest neighbour. There's a lot to be said about the French connection, as it were, but. Um, it, the, the fact that we have come to Germany, we, it, it was, yeah, I wouldn't say a huge welcome. It's been a bit more muted. Certainly, we have the two elder uh, members of the royal family. It's not sort of the Beatles mania that you get with the, the younger members of the family. But nevertheless, it has been a warm welcome. No doubt, Charles uh, exploring his German roots. There were some of his German family there at the state banquet yesterday. But as, as you said, Ian, there is very much about friendship and togetherness. Of course, there's been a tortured uh, historical past of these two nations. But um, as Charles was saying at the Bundestag, which was, I was there. I don't know whether we were, you were there as well. We, we got split up for a bit. But talking about how much um, it meant to him for, for both Charles and Camilla to be invited to the German parliament and speaking about the, the, the bond between the two countries. And of course, he became the, the, the first monarch to speak at the Bundestag because the that honour wasn't afforded to the Queen uh, in any of their 15 occasions, I think, that she was here. But um, most impressed by thoughts him speaking or sort of don't flicking between the two of German and English. I mean, he's German. Uh, he spoke with a man uh, with an accent of honour in the German. And Porter said to me, yeah. I think you got the biggest laugh when he mentioned the, it, I think it was in German, was that he said, British people have enjoyed the great hospitality here, and I think all the politicians took that to mean that we've enjoyed the liquid, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. liquid refreshment that's so well known in in Germany and in particular, it, uh, or certainly known for the Brits coming over yeah. to anywhere like uh, in uh, in continental Europe to, uh, to 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 enjoy themselves, as we put it mildly. Um, but but again, it, he did send a few jokes. I was quite surprised. I thought he was quite a serious. Um, occasion, of course, it was. He, his, his speech went on for about twenty minutes, but 
he, he was telling jokes a couple of well in, in both languages he was talking about our, our football rivalry of course but talking about Henning Venn and uh, Monty Python our shared love of, of each of this culture and comedy and um, very very well received but you can you can tell that there is um, an understanding of each other and and while Charles hasn't really gotten involved in the political side you wouldn't have expected him to but important that he is here as sort of a messenger from the government of course the foreign office has asked him to to, to come here um the, the, there's a matter of Brexit which is still not over the line there's obviously some um crossing of T's and dotting of I's to to do of, of the deal that's been put forward lately however um, it was down to the to the president that was talking about six years to the day the Germans were, were actively weeping that the, we had left the EU. But whilst that may have heralded a different divisional time, it hasn't done. And he was saying there's there's definitely a lot more in common that we do have apart. Yeah, absolutely. He did mention Ukraine, of course, and how many refugees that the German people have taken in. The king's been very involved with the Ukraine. He's been to loads of different Ukrainian groups in London and churches and things like that. I mean, like anybody, you know, there's a there's a war going on not too far from us, and, and we're involved as part of that. And they're off to see refugees later on today, aren't they, Beijing? Yeah, and it's obviously a big issue in Germany. They've accepted out over a million um, Ukrainians who, you remember those images in the first few weeks or days and weeks of, of uh, people streaming in in their tens of thousands to to um, to all the uh, to the railway stations. Um, but I, I, of course, that's a central thing, and I think it's a central thing for the monarchy as well because you've seen William and Kay doing things like that. You've seen the Juvenile of Edinburgh, um, bit authentic train piece on our on our journey. But um, again, the visiting refugee centres, both him and the Queen Consort today have been doing that visiting uh, community hubs. Very, very important in Berlin and throughout Germany as well. And um, what else, else we had? We had a couple of demonstrations of amphibious vehicles. The King crossing a bridge that was put together by uh, by UK and German soldiers. Obviously, that's very, very important. That working through, especially in Eastern Europe. I think we saw that collaboration last week with um, with uh, Prince William in Poland. That you were you were you were at? Yeah, I went to Poland last week. I was quite interesting there's British troops have been on the ground there for quite some time manning anti-rocket defences I believe is the, the loose term but I'm no expert uh, which is another vital piece of the thing but it's interesting that because we're here we are this is a state visit and some things have been replicated from the Queen's reign and we, we've noticed the state Bentley has been oh, we end over with a Bentley yeah I mean I thought that was a you know a, a bit much to be honest I think um, Alice Havsall said that uh, there is precedent to bring the state Bentley over um, it, it was brought over by Bentley who paid for it themselves I don't think whether that was here or there I think that um, if you're trying to be do things differently he's talked about we, we know that he is a green king eco warrior prince and all this but um, I don't think there was a need to bring the state Bentley I mean it, it looks great doesn't it driving 50 yards up the road but Maybe he should have used an electric Audi or something. I'm pretty sure Audi would have stumped up some electric. Because I think they have some of the royal family have got electric Audis. They've certainly got Audis. But I think perhaps that was just a throwback to state. That didn't need to. Here I am. That is my car. Well, tomorrow we are, well, today we are on our way to Hamburg. But tomorrow the event will kick off. And, of course, Hamburg has a, a real tortured 
passed um, pretty much flattened in during the Second World War by the Brits. There is an acknowledgement in his speech today at the Bundestag that Charles um, that Charles sort of recognised that there there is a, a, a an admission um, from the from the from the Brits that uh, that wrongs happened unfortunately in war and. And uh, and now we're on our way to Hamburg, uh, and obviously the the events will kick off tomorrow. But we're trying to get just ahead of ourselves, and um, that'll be very interesting because Hamburg has a real tortured past, um, pretty much flattened by the Brits during the Second World War. Um, uh, and in Hamburg, the the issues of the Kinderchance War, which which Charles referenced in his speech to the Bundestag today, got a big cheer and a full of applause for that. Um, that campaign to, to to bring tens of thousands of children uh, uh, away from the uh, from the Nazis and 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 back into Britain. So I think we'll see more sort of reconciliation. I think we've probably moved on from that, but probably more um, discussion about our, our shared history between uh, Britain and Germany tomorrow. And um, and I think overall a pretty su- pretty successful visit so far. Yeah, it's been really successful so far. A short visit, very concise, packing loads of engagements here every day, meeting loads of people and looking forward to getting to Hamburg to see, you know, what, what happens tomorrow. The people of Hamburg, I'm sure, will be there to greet them when they arrive by train, I think. Yeah, well, let's um, let catch up next week. I'll probably put everyone out there misery listening to my, my tortured voice. But so uh, it's been a pleasure to be here. We've been really it's, uh, welcomed with open arms by the Germans. And, uh, and over to you, future... Russell and or Pulse Russell that I've cooked will laugh about and uh, back to where Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So that was our update from future Russell. And <laughs> He's now- much better, I think. <laughs> we can only hope. We can only hope. But let's go back to France and why France didn't happen. So, I mean, I've got one up on the King and Queen. I did go to Paris in the springtime. Yes. We were there ten, about 10 days ago. Glorious. Well, it was glorious, but there were also a lot of blue sirens, bit of bit of light rioting going on. There was rubbish all in the streets. But Parisians just getting on with life. I love these well, uh, these videos I've been seeing on social media of the Parisians just having a coffee and a, a Gaulois cigarette while there's rubbish burning all around them. Well, there was definitely, you know, there was definitely stuff going on. So the Friday, we were there for the rugby. mm Six Nations uh, finale, and uh, we walked on the Friday afternoon. Walked along, the, walked along the river to the Eiffel Tower. Walking back again, I mean, there were already loads and loads of police fans on the square where the where it all kicked off the night before. And then we're walking back, and my son's like, "Oh, yep, that's something on fire. That's probably a police van. Um, if it is a police van, then the petrol tank will." make a nice bang in a few minutes time and it, it did <laughs> so we're there pushing push, pushing our daughter in the push chair on the other side of the river along the uh, along the river and then up bump up goes the petrol <laughs> tank God. so and you know there's people silhouetted up on the bridge and Ben's like oh, that's a picture that's going to be in the paper tomorrow isn't it so you know it is all it is all kicking off and I mean every time you go to France there is always some form of strike or action 
whatever they they have a good sort of well social I, I engagement love it. more of it the french you know they love a good riot and they are not laying down in this instance and i i sort of i I gave him for a bit of a kick in myself because I said this was a huge blow for Charles and people say well, it's not a huge blow for Charles it's a huge blow for Macron and France they can't get their house in order but I, I mean I was just giving it from the point of view that it's a bit of a stuttering start and it was unfortunate for the king so obviously it's no nowhere near his fault and the blame lies squarely at, uh, at Macron I mean is that fair to say the blame is all his I mean it's, it's embarrassing isn't it they had to ring the king and say, basically, we can't have you here because the place is on fire and everyone's th- throwing, you know, petrol bombs at police officers. But it's that side, but it's also the optics. Yes, so- I mean, it was all... Well, the fact that they couldn't guarantee their safety and the security services were saying that these flashpoints were happening all the time and despite them trying to get on top of it, they are... They are increasing. I think we're still seeing in the, in, in the, in the news over the last 24 hours, there are still big, big protests all around France and they do, they do show no sign of abating. So it's, you know, a rise in the retirement age is what is the matter at issue. And I think they're looking to put it up to 64. I mean, Russell, you and I will probably still be doing this podcast. We're about 80. <laughs> and so the rest, yeah, that, I feel about that. On, on that front, I'm not sure how much sympathy I have. I mean, fair play for people standing up for their rights. But I think... The optics, yes, there's the bit about keeping the king and queen safe, but there's also the optics for Macron as president of a republic. Of a republic, yes. Having a big fancy pants dinner Mm. at the place which was the palace of the king and queen whose heads got chopped off. That they turfed out, yeah, yeah, yeah. And let them eat cake and all of that kind of thing would have looked a bit, I don't know. Well, I'm not too sure of the optics on it anyway, riots or no riots. I think that this has brought to a head something that the French are asking themselves, not only on the backdrop of the uh, pension reforms, but do should they be having a state visit? Um, is it something that they want to um, magnify given their Republican history? Um, I think that the general feeling in France, speaking to people who live there, is that they, they don't want any part of it. And whilst we may think that a state visit is all bells and whistles and, oh, don't we do it great and look at the the soldiers marching and that chap in a gold gold state coach um i don't think the french really appreciate it but you don't have to have a state visit with a king and queen you know if president biden visits macron that's still a state well it's different it's different having a king a king and queen it was what it represents i think and and their their history as well i i'm not too sure uh, I think it's it's sort of raked over some coals that are still you know still conversations to be had and i think it's also that you know any any leader can always be a divisive figure, but I think Macron talked about being um, almost that sort of emperor king yes, president, yeah, that, yeah. having that figurehead that maybe the French were missing. And there is you know, there is that sense of some countries when they've got rid of their royalty, they end up actually quite enjoying other people's royalty. Maybe like America, the Americans, like Canadians, France, absolutely. Anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, well Canadians have got rid of them, but they don't necessarily have it uh, displayed on a daily basis, I suppose, or that you can't visit the landmarks that are so associated with the royal family. A bit different anyway. Mm. So hopefully they will get to go another time. And there is, you know, there is a little bit of a loss of, we're no longer the first visit of the king. That one goes to Germany. Yes, yeah, which some people will say that's probably a bit more apt. Given their, given their history and uh, former surnames. Off to visit the family. Yes. So, 
well, they are both fabulous cities. and um, Well, I'm looking forward very much to Berlin. And I think it will be a chance. It will be very interesting to see. Uh, well, I suppose I'll be telling you in future Russell, won't I? <laughs> but let, let's just say, I let's say, shall I make a prediction? Okay, make your prediction. Um, I think he will mention something about Europe. Ooh, interesting. And let's see if future Russell can give you many more info on that. Anyway. Okay. And then if, uh, yeah. You'll, you will already know whether Russell has made a fool God, of himself. I'm confusing myself already. Or whether, or whether he has been proven quite correct. So there's, there's some excitement for him and me to move forward. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, Russell, it is nice to be back. Yes, it has to yeah, be yeah. the ludicrous nature of dealing with me is uh, as <laughs> Not three changed. minutes in. <laughs> um, someone else who is back, <gasps> back, back, back yeah. in the UK, Prince Harry is here. He is. So tell us... Why? Tell us why. Well, What's going on? I mean, the rumours had started circling a few days ago. Was Harry going to show up? He has a court case ongoing with um, Associated Newspapers, the uh, proprietor, the sort of umbrella organisation for the Daily Mail, Mail Online and Mail on Sunday. And uh, he, is, um, he is fighting a case over privacy and about hacking and um investigative um how do practices i think it was best described now this case is separate to other legal cases he has ongoing with the home office about his security um he didn't really have many qualms about his security when he rolled up in a black cab yesterday um in front of the high court um but it was interesting to see him nonetheless and of course elton john was there as well uh Baroness Doreen Lawrence was there. Uh, Sadie Frost, the actress, was there as well. So, yeah, I mean, interesting point. I think one of the big takeaways, though, was, um, away, aside from this court case, which is ongoing for over four days this week, is that um, he was told that King was too busy to see him. Now, the Sussexes spokespeople had made it known to some of the friendly press that he had asked his whether his father was around and been promptly told that the king had a, a pretty busy diary however um it wasn't clear when this request was made because i think again pointedly he was going to appear at this court case on the first day of his father's first state visit and would that have torpedoed it well Pretty much, probably would have, right? I mean, Harry's still big business. Whenever he, uh, you know, pops up talking about himself or what, what, what not, and uh, yeah, a bit of needle between the families. Can't, can't, uh, can't spare a few hours to see his son. It's weird though when you're you have to ask permission or book a meeting with your family. Also, of course, is he busy all the time? Yeah. Surely he's got to have like breakfast. At some stage, or is that his breakfast Listen, a meeting? He Can is you- in he's at Highgrove at the moment in Gloucestershire without riders. You know, the king could probably send his son a car, zoom you up there, motorway. He'd probably be there in an hour and a bit, wouldn't he? I mean, has Harry still got his helicopter license? He used to do a bit of helicoptering <laughs> about, didn't he? So, yeah, but it's just, I think that's one of the things that always feels really weird and alien totally. when we think about the royal family and even this, you know, the family ructions and. It, maybe maybe Charles doesn't want to meet him and it, it isn't convenient and this is a convenient excuse to say oh, yeah tell him the diary's really busy but you would hope I mean ultimately yes he's, he's the king and he's got this sort of slightly problem I don't know is he a subject even if he's a, in line to the throne I don't know no, he he's, he's a problem anyway, he's a, pro- he's he's a problem he's definitely a problem problem person but problem member of the family and it's still the issue is listen out. once you get away from the whole you know gotta put in a request to see your father um 
it's a very busy week for the King and obviously Queen Consort as well and the teams revolving around them. They've hastily had to rearrange large parts of this trip. The travel, not... being a major one um and then you looking at all the engagements that were cancelled were they going to be making different engagements in germany what would that mean that they're arriving at different times blah 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 um and listen we've still got the backdrop of harry's interviews and the book and we haven't heard anything officially from the royal family it wasn't like the Oprah Winfrey interview when we had that unprecedented statement from the Queen where they were dealing with the issues of racism and abandonment and suicide. These were pretty much hurtful barbs about people's character and the way they conducted themselves and the monarchy and the institution at large. And it all became a bit, you know, too much for them to deal with. So they chose not to say anything. Um, and Harry is still saying he wants reconciliation. The ball is in their court. Well... They've probably he, the king's probably thinking I've probably got other things on my plate. And let's face it, it's not a quick cup of tea, is it? No, it isn't. And especially w- with the business that is still, as I understand it, undecided of whether they will come to the coronation. And I can give you updated viewpoints of up until a week ago, they were still undecided of whether they were going to come. Whether they are just playing hardball, it's your guess as good as mine, isn't it? But it's it's all pretty fractious. It's all pretty. You know, tawdry. This whole this whole business, isn't it? That the infighting, the sniping at each other. Do you reckon they'll come? Just thinking about it while you were talking about it, I hope they do because otherwise it feels like it's far too big a gap. Yeah, for the family. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't come to this, but I hope they. I hope a decision is made early mm. so we can get kind of the hoo ha and about that a bit out of the way. Beforehand, I mean, I know there'll still be who are. I mean, we'll be who are. Of course, it. of Let's course. Let's face yeah, it: when they're here and analysing and what's going on and who are they next to on the balcony if they're on the balcony and where are they sitting yeah. and are they saying hello nicely and all of all of that stuff. Ultimately, whatever happens, they will be in the spotlight. It's a bit damned if they do, damned if they don't. Mm. They're coming and they're overshadowing it. They're not coming and they're overshadowing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, of course. Yeah. But if a decision can be made earlier rather than later, then it can kind of be dealt with and there's a chance for other bits of the coronation to get a bit more air. Yeah, well, I imagine the organisers, I mean, the, the invitation sent out, they have to get a lot of things planned. RSVP yeah. for the coronation. and you are asked for your RSVP ASAP. So you need to get your... Um, your decisioning quickly whether you're going to come and obviously things change down the line but there are so many things to be organized not i mean he, they probably won't be involved in the outfits but i had a story a couple of weeks ago about andrew um being distraught and dismayed as he usually is but the fact that he might not be able to wear his Garty uniform, his, his the cloaks and the robes he that he is. so fabulous in it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Not at all I, silly. He doesn't want a, a, attention on himself <laughs> at all. But that is a decision that has to be made. And obviously the seating arrangements, the travel arrangements, Harry's security arrangements, which are obviously ongoing with his court cases and where he will be staying, whether it will be Frogmore Cottage, um, we assume so, because they've still got leave of that uh, accommodation or use of the accommodation and so um pff, I mean, it's if, endless isn't it if late availability comes free for a couple of prime coronation slots then i we am available are, we are available yep yep available. well who's gonna get it though do we are we have to take each other as the plus ones and disappoint uh, no i'm fine our, with that i'm fine with that 
Well, you know, we need someone to look after our various children. So exactly. So there we go. they've got the job. They can, they can do that and we'll go <laughs> off to the coronation. That'd be great. Well, yeah. Do you think they'll come? Yes, I think they will come. I've, I've flip-flopped because I thought they'd come. Then all the business with Frogmore happened. I thought, oh, no, they definitely won't come. Then their spokespeople were heavily briefing. Oh, no, they're totally fine with it. They're okay with it. The fact that they've been not evicted, kicked out, asked to leave, asked to vacate Frogmore. I mean, I think that that was sort of smoothing over the muddied waters. Um, And now I do. I think they will come, yeah. Okay, well, I'd imagine we'll talk about it once or twice. Because I do think their currency still has to remain a part of this family. They still need that association. And whether that's being unfair or not, I think they've given their kids titles. They didn't need to do that. And the, and the mood music beforehand was always they're going to take uh, the decision not to have titles for their children. They don't need them. They are going to be disassociated in that role from the royal family. Well, times are changing. Well, there we go. Yeah, the uh, ongo- ongoing adventures of Harry and Meghan yes. in California remain with us. So um, what else has been going on? An unusual thing, not given presumably for... 70 odd years demise honours now i i why am i supposed to know about demise honours i didn't know about this am i well and you're away on your holiday when it happened i was as well, yes so. but I, I saw the, the the term and i didn't know about it am i admitting to something i should have known about no i don't think it, yeah. demise honours did they not give you a test before you got your <laughs> your job as well like i would have failed editor. it miserably and i still probably would do so so the demise honours are were given by the king yes to recognise service of... His pe- late mother. Yeah, people, right. people yes. who gave particular service to his late mother, yeah. both in her life, but also in her death. Yes. And in the commemoration and, you know, the, the huge ceremonial, um, respectful marking of that important point in time. So, you know, the pallbearers and the eight strapping gentlemen who were carrying that you know huge responsibility but they are the the searing image for me of of the funeral i mean there's so many but mm. i think we i think we carried it on our front page of them holding the coffin leading into um into the abbey yeah gosh mind blank there's too much going on uh, and so uh, and the, the the sort of grimaces on the face, or the not grimaces, the, the concentration. Yes, yeah, the concentrated looks on their faces, and how everybody was sort of the whole nation was behind them at that one moment, thinking, just don't, don't drop it, don't, don't, don't do anything, don't drop it, untoward. don't stumble, don't faint. But also the gamekeepers who carried um, Her Majesty's coffin from Balmoral to the car, then it went its way to Edinburgh. I mean, all these sort of moments, but it was nice to see those lads. Honoured in such a way. Yeah, absolutely. And it was interesting you saying that was the moment of the funeral for you. I, I mentioned it to um, Zoe when we were chatting. The bit that, that got me was seeing her horse and yes. Terence Pendry holding yeah. the horse. And he'd obviously held, he'd been, you know, the man with the... Um, Emma, the pony, so Emma the fell pony. pony. Who, so I went last summer to the Windsor, the pageant. Of course, you did. So I got yeah. to see, got to see the horses um, driving about. So, and the, um, he'd obviously been involved with the Duke of Edinburgh's mm. funeral and the, and the carriage driving there. So that was the moment that got it for me. So he, he was honoured and Angela Kelly. I mean, you can't really have 
demise honours no. for Her Majesty the Queen without recognising her right-hand woman. But a little bit there, of controversy. Confident. Yes, a little bit. So there's a question of... So she was. Given, I always love it. So, sorry, when she's described as Scouse Docker's daughter. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's the typical right-wing press sort of trying to kick someone, but... But no, I, well, no, I don't think it is. I think it's showing. It's, I think it's, it's snobbish. Mobility. Yeah, but it's snobbishness, you know. I'm and not- my are my in laws are scousers, so and I I lived in Liverpool for many years, and I think it is right wing press snobbishness by calling oh. her a scouse docker's daughter. No, I think it's reinforcing that actually the you royal can, family aren't as distant from you as you mm, think you are. You can, you can be part I, of it, I, even I, if you're a scouse docker's daughter. I, 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 I like that. You're thinking I'm that. I'm a happy optimist. You Russell. are, yeah. Well, that's where we differ <laughs> one of the points. But, yeah, I, I mean, I prefer AK-47. I mean, that if, is If you're going to have a nickname. nickname. Angela Kelly, yeah. AK-47. But she became only a commander of the Royal Victorian oh, Order, apparently, rather than a dame commander. Well, I mean, know. so th- that's... If that's, these things are the matter to you, then perhaps you you've, you're, you could be rightly miffed. But well, she should probably get the hot top on. She was by the Queen's side. She was the only person to have been able to write these books. Um, you know, the, the, the Queen trusted. gave trusted confidant. Her dresser, her confidant, she lived, had an apartment at Windsor uh, throughout the whole um, pandemic. Her, her later years, she was the one person who was there. I think she should have been given the right honour. But maybe... That is a bit of snobbishness on the king's part. He didn't want some Scouse Docker's daughter to, to be getting the top honour. Or oh, just someone who'd made his life a bit difficult occasionally. Well, maybe. I don't again, know. that's another story entirely, isn't it? But um, but then there's also talk, or, you know, as a Mail on Sunday uh, reporting that she might be concerned that she might be part of this, like, housing merry-go-round and might not get to stay on I can't the keep up. estate as I well. I can't keep up with this, this, you know, housing crisis within the royal family. It's a very different sort of one, isn't it? But obviously she was being uh, allowed to keep her grace and favour apartment at Windsor Castle. But the, the, one of the Sunday papers saying that, um, yes, the Queen's dressed and confident for more than 20 years fears she may have to leave her grace and favour home. And this is uh, another victim of the King's property merry-go-round. Whatever next. So it'll be, it'll be interesting because it does still feel like it's sort of that transition. He's yeah, trying to get his thing, his house in. Order, we are. Well, listen, were. I think there's two big major points. There's not only the, the issue of his the start to his reign, what that sort of legacy almost has to start straight away, doesn't it? Because not being cruel, but he's not going to have 70 years on the throne, is he? I mean, that's saying the obvious, but he 10 to 15 would be a nice run. 20? So wait, Maybe what, I'm being 20 cruel. Years, 20 years. Let's 20, say 20, 20 odd years. years younger than his mother. Yeah, so. 20 years would be a good run. And then, but he, we, we kind of know who Charles, well, we know who Charles is already. We don't, we're not waiting to see someone who's going to be shaped by this great power of office and what it we know how what what he's like so how is he going to change he's already said he's not foolish enough to think that he doesn't have to change that he can't be writing letters to government ministers and whatnot however he's got to sort out the business of his own family as well i mean scandal infighting we could go on but he's got to sort that out before and if andrew is thinking about doing another TV interview. I saw another s- story about he's potentially going to write a book. I mean, you know, these are problems that are really at his door in the first few weeks of his reign, and he needs to stamp them out. 
Well, who would who would be king? <laughs> um, so you've got your German future slash past yep. trip to look forward to slash be enjoying at the moment. Um, what else is? Is there anything else coming up that we know about? Well, I suppose we should mention Poland because I didn't, oh, I, I yes. couldn't go, which was I was very sad about. But it was a um, sort of a secret squirrel trip until right at the last moment. But uh, William Prince William was over in Poland visiting British and Polish troops, obviously uh, helping with the efforts in Ukraine, the conflict that is still ongoing. Talking to the soldiers um, and saying how proud of them he was and how proud of everyone in, back home and throughout the Commonwealth is of everybody who's helping the Ukrainians and refugees and he popped up at well, one of the f- more interesting points I thought he popped up at a, which was described as a gay friendly restaurant and this got quite a lot of traction did you see this? It's interesting well eastern some parts of eastern Europe are less generally gay friendly yes. than um you know than the uk or other bits of of western europe so no i didn't i didn't see that aspect i know zoe and jen had a bit of a chat about um poland on last week's show but tell us tell us about the gay friendly restaurant right? well yes um william was photographed by a couple of diners at the bieto bistro i've probably pronounced that wrong bieto restaurant in warsaw um it's a place that is known online as a queer space uh, apparently some of the patrons were a bit surprised to see william there but i wasn't really because he's he's spoken about him being a gay ally before he's been on the cover of attitude magazine the gay magazine in uh, in the uk he has discussed his children perhaps being gay he's spoken about prince george in the past saying that if he um was gay then it's something that he would discuss with him actually what i thought was interesting i'm digressing a little bit now but do you remember that conversation he had and i can't remember exactly where it was but i was there and it was a conversation to somebody one of the kids mentioned to him a teenager and said what would your attitude be if your son was gay and he said to him that he he wouldn't have a problem with it but he was his main concern would be about societal pressure and I thought that that was at the time I thought that was a really good response to a big question that obviously some people would think that the monarchy probably wouldn't deal quite well with somebody who would be gay and their life is set out in front of them to be king. Wow, big issues on in politics. So thinking about the um, the Polish trip as well, are we seeing a bit more military related stuff at the moment? Well, Does we it saw feel like? Kate. With, with Kate, I mean, she, I love those pictures. She looked like she was off the front of an Andy McNabb book. She or Jane, she I know, absolute nails. I think, yeah, I mean, that is it's in the world we're living in at the moment, isn't it? We've got British troops abroad. There is a war in Europe. Um, the President Zelensky, we've seen him both speaking to our Prime Minister and former Prime Minister. Which um, one? Yeah. <laughs> he thinks he's still the Prime Minister sometimes, doesn't he? But we've seen him also, um, uh, the, 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 the royals visiting Ukrainian refugee centres or certainly centres in across the UK that are trying to help the refugee situation over in Ukraine and Poland and the, the sort of border countries of, of Ukraine as well. So it's an issue that isn't going away. I think the, the royals can certainly lend uh, a hand and a voice to, the, to these um, communities and these charities that are trying to work so hard to help people. Um, whether it's a more of a military association, I think perhaps with the Queen 
no longer with us. There is an argument that the that the the other members of the family need to step up, take more risks, be willing to be photographed doing more adventurous things. And it's a bit of changing of roles and uh, yeah. changing of the guard. Yeah, changing of the guard. Changing but of the guard. are they going to step up to this role as Prince and Princess of Wales? I mean, I don't think we've seen any major demonstration of that. I don't think they're going to change the wheel, um, but. I I think the the space is there to be filled, isn't it? I think there's a, I think there's interesting this sort of this title and what the roles are. Whereas actually, they've crafted roles as William and Kate. Yes, exactly. Yes, and, and they're bigger bigger than the Prince and Princess of Wales. It's not their um, you know not their titles. It's who they are and how they live their royal life. I guess maybe. Oh, big big thoughts, yeah, Russell. Gosh, it's been great to be back. I know. Thank you. It's been brilliant. And, and in person as well. I know, it's so special. Real life. We'll, we'll give it a go again next week, hopefully. Um, listeners, until then, you can find us on Pod Save on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle hasn't changed, unlike some members of the royal family. So I'm having to relearn who lives where on as I go uh, follow everybody about to see what's been going on and make sure we don't miss anything. Um, do send us your messages as ever. And Russell, I look forward to seeing actual future of Russell from the space-time <laughs> continuum next week. And until next time. Pod save the king! <laughs> <laughs>